doctoral and PhD candidates. Thank you for joining us on Dissertation in 90 Days, a podcast created with you in mind. Our continued goal is to save you time, money, and stress. This podcast is made possible by your generous donations and sponsorships. Hey, I'm Dr. Anthony Robinson, and this is Dissertation in 90 Days, a show providing tips and strategies that could help greatly reduce the time you spend writing your dissertation. Last week, we talked about the lit review being probably the most challenging chapter to write. But from our time working with hundreds of students, we have found the methodology chapter three to be the toughest chapter to get approved. Essentially, the methodology helps to understand the broad philosophical approach behind the methods of research that you choose to employ for your study. It is also the chapter that, as part of the proposal, explains to the reader how you intend to conduct your research study and the key elements of the design. What this means is that you should probably use your methodology to clearly indicate the details regarding your quantitative and or qualitative data collection techniques. Additionally, this chapter tends to be the most difficult uh, to have approved because it requires the researcher to provide justifications as to why one method is chosen over others. Also, what makes this chapter difficult and even more challenging is that the rationale you offer must be backed and validated in previous research. Saying you figured it out on your own or that it is just your opinion would not be an acceptable justification. As such, your reasons must be academic in nature. In the following segment, I will discuss the various aspects of what a methodology chapter should consist of. Welcome back to today's episode on chapter three, the research methodology and design, which generally provides a guideline for how you expect to carry out your research. For this reason, your methodology should be an extension of your lit review and clearly explain your reasons for data collection and analysis methods. We have found at Writers ER that there are six common aspects to a good methodology chapter. One, there's a research design and strategy section. Two, philosophical approach. Three, data collection and methods. Four, research limitations five ethical considerations and six data analysis methods. Let's take a look at at each of these in order. First, there's research design and strategy. The primary purpose of a research design is to help answer the research questions through evidence. More specifically, this section will explain how you intend to collect your data. You will additionally have to justify your choice of data collection methods such as lit research, interviews, phone surveys, questionnaires, observation, online surveys, and so forth. You should also explain the choice of data sampling with a focus on how you made that choice of ethnicity, group, profession, and age of the participants. Other things you might cover include what type of questions you intend to ask the respondents and how 
uh, they will help to answer or test your research questions. It's probably best that you develop these questions along with your research problem and research questions. This way you can align them together as you go through your research uh, process. Alignment is also achieved as you constantly refer to your research questions while you are writing the research design section, which will allow you to determine if what you are planning to do will actually address your research questions. Ultimately, it's a well-written research design that will consist of uh, the following. Uh, It will shed light on alternative research design options and provide justification as to why your chosen research design is the best to address uh, whatever your research problem is. Uh, It will include a review of the existing literature as an integral part of the complete research strategy. Uh, It will clearly specify the research questions that the research aims to address or the hypothesis that it will uh, validate and it will explain how the collected data will help to address the research problem and discuss the methods your research will employ as you collect the data. The second section of your methods chapter uh, will contain what is called Uh, Number two, your philosophical approach. This is where uh, you will discuss your chosen philosophy to strengthen your research and research model. Some of the most commonly employed research philosophies include interpretivism, positivism, pragmatism, constructivism, and post-positivism. There are many others that you can also choose from. The choice of the philosophy will depend on many factors, including your academic subject and the type and complexity of research study. Once your research philosophy is decided, you would then want to describe the context of your research and to answer the when, where, why, how, and what of your proposed research study. You will also have to decide whether you will be using a qualitative method, quantitative method, or a mix of both approaches. Regardless, the process of data gathering is different for each method. If you decide to take the quantitative approach, you will be required to collect numerical data at a large scale from 30 or more respondents and testing your hypothesis with their data. The other option for you would be to base your research on qualitative approach where you will explore the emotions and perceptions of your subjects. As I mentioned, you can also use a mix of both qualitative and quantitative methods. This method is useful if you are interested in putting quantitative data into real world context or reflect different perspectives on whatever your subject is. The next thing you will discuss are the methods of data collection and data analysis. This particular section will require you to explain how you gather the data and discuss the tools you will use to analyze it. For instance, you may choose to conduct surveys and or interviews as part of the data collection process. Likewise, if you plan to use software such as Microsoft Excel or SPSS, to process the data, then you will have to justify the choice that you ultimately come upon. Uh, 
other important sections of your methodology include ethical consideration, which is where you are expected to ensure that your research and ideas do not harm anyone in any way. Uh, then there is reliability, which is determined by whether your research study and findings are reliable for other researchers in your field of work. And then finally, uh, you will have to discuss the limitations of your approach and minimize them as much as possible. Uh, an example of a limitation is that you chose to focus on a specific demographic or sex of people. You will be required to explain how this particular limitation will be minimized. In the final segment, I will talk about some of the other factors you should consider when writing your methodology. In addition to some of the other things that we have discussed in the previous segments, there are also undoubtedly some things you will want to avoid when writing your methods chapter. For example, instead of including details of the models your dissertation methodology is based on, your lit review is the place you want to give a detailed review of models and precedents used by other scholars and theorists. This is also to help readers understand why or why not you decided to go with a certain tactic. You should also avoid unnecessary details such as extensive explanation regarding lab equipment used for an experiment procedure. Instead, information like this is more appropriate for your appendix chapter. The same is true for raw data and any numerical data collected as part of your research. Then there's the reality and necessity of creating a methodology that stands out for future researchers. While some academics will cite your literature review and conclusion in their own work, it is a well-known uh, fact that your methodology framework will result in many more citations regardless of your academic subject. Other scholars and researchers in your area of study are also likely to give much more value to a well-crafted methodology that is grounded and original and that they can use as a starting point for their own research. Of course, they can also refine and enhance your methodology in one way or another. They can even apply your methodological framework on a new data set or apply it in a completely new situation that is irrelevant uh, to your work. Ultimately, postgraduate dissertations are expected to be you know, highly convincing and demonstrate in-depth engagement. They should be re reproducible and show rigor so the findings and conclusions can be regarded as authentic and reliable among scientific and academic communities. Your methodology chapter is ultimately the key to success when it comes to your dissertation. An original methodology that takes into consideration all aspects of research is likely to have an impact in your field of study. As a postgraduate student, you should ask yourself this question. Is your dissertation methodology reproducible and is it transferable? Producing a methodology that can be reproduced by others in the future is as important as answering research questions with it. As I close, it is important to remember that the methodology chapter can either make or break your dissertation. 
As such, you should be prepared to spend the most time on this chapter through drafting and even revisions as it is the one chapter you cannot afford to have holes in because ultimately it is your chapter three that will often determine whether or not you can move forward. Well, that wraps up our time today. It's my hope that this episode helps you to write a well-crafted methods chapter three. I created this podcast to provide you tips, strategies, and even encouragement about a daunting process that if applied can greatly reduce your dissertation writing time. If you have any questions or you feel like you just want to get it done, visit us at www.writerser.com. We would love to help you on your journey. Thank you so much for listening today. I can't wait to hear about your success. Until next time, I'm Dr. Anthony Robinson, and I'll be back next week with the next episode on Dissertation in 90 Days. Doctoral and PhD candidates, thank you for joining us on Dissertation in 90 Days, a podcast created with you in mind. Our continued goal is to save you time, money, and stress. This podcast is made possible by your generous donations and sponsorships.